0: Market insight and analysis. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC Squawk on the
2: Street. Good Tuesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer and David Faber. Futures are steady on this first monster day of earnings. UPS, Tesla, GE, 3M, Raytheon, Google, and Microsoft tonight. Two day Fed meeting begins. COVID deaths in the U.S. are the lowest since October. And case Schuller home prices up 12. Our robot begins with the earnings gauntlet, Tesla shares lower, UPS higher, and the FANG names are on the way.
0: Plus, GE shares, they are under pressure a bit this morning. The company reporting that revenue did come in short of some expectations. Free cash flow, though, was better. Well, Dig into it. Okay. Yeah. And Wall Street's losses on our Kegos. Wow. Now topping 10 billion dollars. We will break down the latest prime brokers and the banks that they're part of that took another financial hit. Carl. All
2: right, guys, so much to unpack this morning. Jim kind of feels like Tesla's the lead only because of the ongoing debate about. Uh, auto revenues up 75, but ASPs were lower, the sale of the, t- the tax credits and, of course, that Bitcoin sale.
3: I don't know. You know, I've been a big fan of, of, of Musk and I think he's done a lot of things right. Um, I think he's now uh, he's doing something that I wish he hadn't done, which is to make projections. Basically, he's going to have the biggest car. Uh, that would be something versus, as you know, Carl, because we talk with Phil LeBeau, that would be pretty hard to do. Uh, 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 you know, unseating Toyota. Also, it's very easy to see that they almost had no EBITDA this quarter. Uh, and, and that's not talked about enough. We talk about making a lot of cars. But, David, the adjusted EBITDA, less stock and credits is, you know, it's almost nothing.
0: Yeah, but that, that doesn't seem to be something that impacts investors' perception of the stock or the ability of the company one day to create enormous cash
3: flows, I guess, Jim. Well, like Sam Girard, I don't care. I expected more. Uh, I also, I mean, candidly, you may may not care,
0: but it it doesn't really matter if the majority of shareholders are unconcerned.
3: Well, that's true. Um, A majority of shareholders were unconcerned in WorldCom, David. I mean, you know, it's no, I'm just saying that this was not the quarter I expected and it's not the quarter I would go on SNL after.
0: And that was because of what, though, specifically? It was simply the lack of ability to 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 generate EBITDA or, you know, look at I mean, listen, they were dealing with a difficult supply chain challenges. They they had chip shortages. They had strongest numbers they've ever seen in a quarter
3: this quarter. They had to deliver next quarter because next year, because he set himself up to beat Toyota. That's what I, you know, I just think that you could set yourself up to be Toyota. He's got a head as big as his car going on Saturday Night Live. Um, he was, uh, I felt, uh, he was plaintive at the beginning of his call. And I just wish that he would go back to where he was for a while, which was head to the, you know, nose to the grindstone. Why is that so bad? Well, it's interesting to hear you be somewhat critical. I have to be somewhat critical. This was not the blowout quarter. This was a very good quarter versus what he others do. But, David, do you see the amount of money that a GM and Ford? I know he laughs at these other guys, David. I know he thinks that they're dinosaurs, but dinosaurs can rule the earth. If they come back. I have to watch what Ford and GM are doing. I don't think that they're dead anymore. Uh,
0: well, you're not alone. As we've pointed out many times, those stocks have actually had very a very strong year over uh, over so far. Yeah. Up roughly both 40 percent each and yes. part on the prospect for and the promise of delivering on their EV strategies.
3: Yeah, well look, I, st- I love Tesla. I'm being critical only because I expected to, them to make more money. And I was surprised when he made claims, he better deliver them. Austin better deliver and Berlin better deliver. Right. Well, if they the deliver, Model y. Then, oh, oh, then then my my comments are are, are too harsh. Charlie says Model Y is going to be the uh, best-selling
0: car truck of any kind in the world in 2022. That's not, Carl. That's a hard goal.
2: Yep. Um, I know we were going back and forth with Phil this morning on just how that would work. I see Goldman's taking them to 780 uh, for our no 2860 from 780, Jim. Uh, and you're talking about, obviously, the supply chain worries which have bedeviled the entire industry. This is what Musk said about that last night.
4: Q1 was, was had some of the most difficult supply chain challenges that we've ever experienced in the life of Tesla. Um, insane difficulties with uh, with supply chains, uh, with, with parts of, of, over the whole range of parts. Um, obviously, people have heard about the the, the chip shortage. This is a... This
2: is a huge problem. Interesting to hear him frame it that way, Jim, a whole range of parts. Uh, it's no longer sort of the specific chips that give you, say, a digital uh, gas monitor, for example.
3: Yeah, well, you know, he, his cars are packed with, with uh, electronics, which, of course, is terrific. It makes it so that I've always said it's a technology delivering system. I've been asking uh, executives, why does, it, why does China not have a chip shortage with their cars? David, why is China kind of not sweating the program?
0: Uh, well, you've told me, Jim, because I, I do listen to you. It's because they double
3: ordered everything. Right. Well, how about, no uh, way you can cut those back, huh? Give uh, some to America? Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. No, and that's why we have a chip shortage. Now, I think China, I'd love to know what uh, Elon's thinking about China and uh, an the assembly there. There was way too much time in this conference call about solar panels, Carl. Why is that why is that a problem? <laughs> well, because what are you? Are you Elon
0: Faber Musk? Uh, no, not as far as I wonder. It was I'm a aware. problem
3: because the orchestration of the call was not what I wanted. I'm used to really great calls from this man. Now, David, you think I'm splitting hairs, I don't even have any. There. Carl, you want to weigh in here?
2: <laughs> Carl,
0: I was talking yeah. to you. You're, you're
2: like, help, yeah. Carl, help. Carl, um, if, you were, if we were on you know, set, Jim, I would
0: have just looked at you. You would have known. But, well, the yeah. mean people,
3: we're going to have to get to those guys. I mean, I've declared war against yeah. them. They're ridiculous, the mean people.
2: Well, Jim, two different points. One is your, your point about China and how they are viewing Tesla now is a big question on the street. The FT had a piece yesterday asking whether or not uh, the negative coverage there sort of is a tipping point in the way China's championing some of their younger, uh, or their domestic players. And then this exchange last night between Portnoy and Musk about the Bitcoin sale, Jim, what, what was your take about that? Do they deserve to sell 10 percent to prove it's liquid?
3: I don't buy that. Uh, but the fact is is that he didn't sell any himself, which I think does matter. I wasn't against the, anything he did, Bitcoin. But I will tell you, when he called me a hologram at that dinner, the fabled oh, dinner. Here we go. That, coming back to that now. He used the same he, example he in the call. He didn't say hologram. No. He said you were I was... What were you? I'm forgetting now what the word he used. Are you as well? I was a creature of, of people's vision. Yes, it I wasn't a real yes, person. Yes, you weren't real. But, David... He used that exact same example where he said that soon there will be a place where there's solar, one place, and all of America will be powered by it. Well, David, it's now seven years. Understood. He also, and what's happened? We're not there yet. Yes, we're, we're not, not there, there yet. yet. We still have companies like American Electric Power, and uh, we still have uh, Duke, you know, I mean, like, hey.
0: Yeah, okay. Okay. But we are actually moving more towards that. We're moving in that direction. I understand. The man has been very good at outlining a long-term vision, getting people extraordinarily excited about it, attracting enormous amounts of capital, so that he can actually try to deliver on that. I agree with that. I agree with he's, every one of those
3: points. Right. And the cash flow. They, I mean, you he's know, done being a great okay, promoter no, just, and a I'm great the, entrepreneur the, do the, go the, together often. Look, you see this? These are numbers. Yeah, I see well, them. Well, what's the direction?
0: I see them. No, They're not going up. They're not going up. Well, okay. Long term, he also says, by the way, that it's going to be an AI robotics company as much as it's a car company or an energy company. I like company. that. I like that. You do like that. Yeah, right? I do. Yeah, I like a, the future. Right. Well, their expertise. I just
3: think the Tesla the Tesla to Toyota gauntlet, as Phil said, Carl, I, I have to agree with that. Why do that? The Saturday Night Live. Okay, so we want to have some fun. You were a simulation. Thank you. I was a simulation. I was a simulation. And fortunately, Brian Krasanich was there to comment about how it's unlikely it was a simulation. (laughs) But he does have the uh, the uh, former. But Carl, he did use the same example of the giant solar field, you know, solving the whole country's energy problems. I know he thinks I'm yeah. an idiot, Jim. You know he thinks I he, went to college. He's and get a stupid.
2: CEO who doesn't think of me. He's a CEO who promised a million robo taxis uh, on the ground. Uh, by this point, obviously, he likes to overpromise. Um right. I do want to get just sort of more broadly on the earnings picture, Jim, because uh, S and P companies are beating by 29 percent. Ex-financials, they're beating by 12%. That's a lot better than the typical 5% beat that we get. And yet today, um, few companies either are reiterating guidance, not boosting guidance, or in the case of UPS, not giving guidance at all.
3: Well, I mean, uh, 3M, disappointing. Uh, I would have thought, absolutely, let's be clear about 3M. Had they given a forecast, they had great organic growth. Uh, Because they didn't give you a forecast, people, well, they gave you the same forecast as before. Now, UPS, I have been out of it. That, that Carol Tome would have the quarter of a lifetime, that it would happen, that all the dis- all the naysayers, all the naysayers would have to have a real—you t- you had to put the wood to their heads. Mm-hmm. But no, they kept doubting her. Doubt- a lot of it's sexism, David. Is it? Yes. OK, I it. that. Today she does domestic business up 10 percent year over year. Um, she did 700 basis point improvement here for unit cost. David, absolute margins, 10.4 percent. That's extraordinary.
0: And the market is responding as we see. Right. Well, the it's stock just is going extraordinary. Nine percent, at
3: well, least it appears to be. UPS well, had a great quarter. And here's what she did. Everything she promised. But did people, Carl, did people pay attention when she was on Mad Money with with goals? No, they sniffed. They did nothing. The stock went down because they doubted. The former CFO of Home Depot, who is kicking butt at UPS and making—they doubted, Carl. This is the opposite uh, it of is a- Musk, OK? It's the opposite of Musk.
2: It is amazing. Um, average daily volume of 14. Oppernet uh, 400 basis points, Jim, above estimates— uh, there's some people asking why, why the analysts have been so far off the mark, at least on some of these, not just EPS, but internal margin estimates, uh, and revenue unit rev uh, estimates. Uh, they're just, they've been blown away.
3: She put them to shame. Every one of them has to look in the mirror and say, what did I do wrong? And the male ones ought to think about exactly what happened here. David, I'm calling. That's really interesting that you're going down that road. I, I am. Yeah. Okay. I- Sexism. You know, this is a man's
0: business. So, more credibility would have given, been given to a male Had a man CEO. Said, the,
3: said the predictions that she had on Mad Money, the numbers would have gone up. But no, they kept the numbers the same, these analysts. Well, had a man in, made those projections. Something to keep in mind for the future, then. There may be opportunity there. I do. Look at William Sonoma. There's a piece out of Callan mm. saying, you know, look, this is a pretty good company. Uh, Laura Alber, another one.
0: Lisa Sue, though, do people well, listen or no?
3: The stock's been down ten percent. People have forgotten because because of Pat Gelsinger. People think that Lisa Sue's going to miss. Now Jensen, no one messes with Jensen. We don't know where Jensen from. Um. Came in a little angry today, huh? Yeah, I am a little angry, frankly. Okay. Yeah. Anything else? I am
0: want, a Anything else you want to tell me about or share? Or it just it's just I know. Was it I know just why he's angry, David. Tell me.
2: Um, I, I think it, I, this this tweet from you, Jim, sort of gave it away. Uh, you talked about. Uh, Twitter, that you had blocked every person who engaged with you uh, over, a, I think, a whole day. And I think in your words, how worthless has this place become? Is that a part of it? Yeah.
3: I mean, I, the only person I didn't block was someone who had a cat picture. It's all these diamond, knife, whatever. You know, they just will do anything to derail. You know, he's fire him. He's too fat. I don't like that one at all. I've been working out like a demon. You know, he's an idiot. (laughs) You know, I I don't know. I I went to Harvard to get stupid and then I went to Harvard Law to get stupid. He's obviously stupid. How many times can I be called stupid before I start to, you know what? This bothers me. Even someone with thick skin has to sit there and say, you know, I'm a crook. I'm a hedge fund dupe. I am a toady. I mean, enough already. Grow
0: up. Well, you might want to just get off the platform now. I want to I, let I, you know what, this what? is a safe space for you. You know that. Safe space. There's Nothing but love here for you. Safe. This nothing. is a safe.
3: there's safe text. We're not going to read things that, if, right here and also. But even Carl, Carl identifies. Space. I yes. am done. I mean, I'm the guy who likes to respond to people. Just, and, I know, but you just can't. You can't no, let but those if those the whole down, if this nine it. million people of this Wall Street bet decide that uh, that I hate Adam Aaron. OK, uh, which I don't. I love him. I've known him for you. Went to Abington High, which is our rival was from Springfield. If they will decide, David, that I, I have offered so many solutions for GameStop. Ah, I have offered the Bitcoin solutions. 5,000 of these stores should be turned into yes, places I, to be I, able to buy crypto, right. even Dogecoin. And then take over the ends of the dark areas of the mall and open up giant gaming facilities and the winners get paid in Bitcoin. And no. No, they raised five hundred and fifty million. Do I get any credit? No. I am a hedge fund toady and stool. I'm a stool. I'm,
0: I'm not happy. happy. I understand that, but you just can't let them get you down. You just no. can't. You just can't. No, you're right. And just I won't listen. Get I- By won't the grow. way, I can only imagine. I've I said this to Jim many times, Carl. The the heat that I got over that one stock, CCIV. Oh and my God. The vitryol, uh, he deals with that every day. I love that. Every that for day. For one
3: day, it was okay. And because, then they had that picture of me because, nude? <laughs> because what is he, that?
0: he actually takes positions on things and, and ticks people off one way or the other. Uh, I'll I give like you one more chance. I'll give you one more chance. Yeah. This is GE. Uh, not a great quarter. They don't for, care for about GE. As you take a look yeah. at CCIV, which is still doing all right, obviously, down from the high 50s. Uh, he says he's proud of the GE team. Solid first quarter results, does Larry Culp. Industrial-free cash flow, uh, uh, $1.7 billion improvement year over year, excluding the biopharma business, it was sold revenue, $17.1 billion. But aviation is still a real drag, and it's not clear where mixed. things had in power. What's, what, what are your thoughts there, mixed. Jim? Mixed. Just yeah. mixed, mixed, Very mixed. mixed, right? Yeah.
3: Uh, you know, I, I think that health care isn't so bad. Right. Okay? Yep. Uh, and that was a, a saving grace. I think aero is, oh, you've got to get back to travel. This, again, see, Raytheon... Diversified. They went into defense. I'll talk to talk about that later because I got a real rap on that.
0: Although you were better off buying Otis and Carrier as the spins from the old UTX
3: than oh, anything no, else. So Otis. Uh, we talked about Otis. Ju- yeah, Junior, yeah, yeah, it's yesterday. I'm sorry I even brought it up. But, Carl, when I look at, at GE, I see healthcare being the bright spot. Uh, wind is no longer bad. Uh, wind is coming back because it's a favored way for President Biden, also because it's not expensive. But but I keep coming back to Arrow. Hey, Carl, Arrow's getting to be a—Arrow's a, a, just a bad line. I mean, Honeywell— Aviation. Aviation. Yeah. aviation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, aviation. But Honeywell was stung by it. Mm-hmm. And I thought Honeywell was going to be perfect, Carl, and I was wrong. Yep.
0: You're still I talking was wrong. 26 yeah. percent uh, down in orders, Carl. Sorry.
2: No, no. I was going to say, so the sequentially— the worries seem to be organic orders down 8, prior down 3, uh, industrial margin 5-1, prior 6-4, right? So it's not, the, it's not as encouraging as we, as we got no, in Q4. No,
3: no. And I, I tell you, I, I feel that GE is it's still a turnaround. But if, if we were to get back to flying, we would say, why didn't we buy GE at 13? Why didn't we buy Honeywell at 220? And Raytheon wouldn't even have to worry. But I guess we're going to take Raytheon later. I am I am Steve. We're going to get... Yeah, you've made that very clear. It's, it's
0: all
2: going to be fine.
4: Carl, Carl,
3: not to worry. We're all Diamond good. hands. Oh, you children. <laughs> children. The way you make money is a up on shorts. That's like I beat
2: up a kid. I and beat up Shelly on the yes. way home, mm-hmm. and my mom said I had to apologize.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And I did. God. Uh, did you- Jim has to deal with things, I think, David, you and I can't even imagine. We're going to get to 3M and Raytheon. A couple downgrades today of uh, Verizon and Splunk. The tax debate, of course, uh, continues, even as the vaccine and uh, COVID picture in the U.S. at least is pretty encouraging with the fewest deaths yesterday since October. We're back after a break.
4: The spirit of performance defines Acura, and now it's electric.
5: The earnings
2: picture is a little crowded today, a bunch of names printing, but look at the S&P gainers pre-market. UPS will be one of the names to watch. 277 beats consensus by more than a buck as the street comes to terms with what Carol Tomei has said, an effort to be better, not bigger. Some of the other names include FedEx as well. We'll get the opening bell in about eight
5: minutes.
0: Six and a half minutes before we get started with uh, trading. Of course, even more earnings to go over. Let's get to a mad dash where you're going to deal with some of that as well.
3: Yes. I'm going to talk about Raytheon, which is, the, of course, the base of the old United Technologies. David, they report a quarter. We, we've talked about how aerospace dinged Honeywell, aerospace dinged GE. Well, these guys, yes, he did sell off some good properties. And I like them all. And they're going to well,
0: I mean, everybody. shareholders benefited, to be fair. Right, you right. are I a mean, You look at as a you giant carrier. Ed. You got That's Otis. That's what you have to
3: do. Right. It's why I, I love Ed Breen. Right. Okay. But this is incredible. What happened here, David, is defense is very strong. And why is defense very strong? They do the stuff that is going to stop our biggest enemy in the Cold War. Russia. China. Russia? What are you, 19,
0: 1949? I'm living in strange For heaven's sake.
3: I'm living in uh, strange Stalin? Yeah, I'm going toe-to-toe to toe with the Ruskies in nuclear will combat. Will you stop it? Sorry. Okay, listen to me. Yeah. It's about Taiwan. And are we going to defend Taiwan? It's a lot of space. A lot of it is anti-missile. Um, I think there are people in the Defense Department who are worried about the existential threat of what happens if they take Taiwan. And what in the supply chain to China and the, the semis from Taiwan— And the Chinese, as you know, have been saying over and over again that Taiwan is a part of China. But now they seem to be making it so that it's going to be irrefutable. Now, David, that could be. That would be a very bad moment. Yes, it would. And you know what? If you're Japan and South Korea, you'd be equally as worried. Yes. That's next. So. So this company has what we need in order to be able to make it so that they can't attack Tile. So
0: how I learned to love how I learned to not worry and love Raytheon.
3: Well, there's no fighting in the war room.
0: It's <laughs> a good movie. Great movie. All right, we're coming back with an opening bell. Stay with us.
2: Watch the airlines today and a lot of the reopening names. JetBlue's uh, one example. 148 loss is narrower than expected. Airline Jim talks about uh, some meaningful progress as we now have 11 days of uh, week on week case declines and 54 percent of U.S. adults with at least one shot.
3: Look, I think that if you're domestic, you're going to crush it next quarter. Uh, If you fly to Vegas, you're going to crush it. If you fly to Florida, you're going to fudge, you know, and that's jet blue. Where you're not going to crush it is overseas. I booked Italy last night. I paid half of what I paid 18 months ago. When, half. For when? For when to go? For, for the uh, last week of September. Nice.
0: I'm going to look into yeah. that myself. Jim, what about the you, reopening? You
3: should book them now before it goes I, crazy. I'm going to
0: look into that. What about the reopening trade overall? I mean, it, it ripped for a while. Right. And then it backed off a lot. I not don't know how much yet. it was related to the yield as well, where we were watching that go up. And these are obviously not, you know, high growth companies. Typically, they were benefiting from that. But then inflation fears seemed to have calmed down. The yields come back down. And now we're going back up again a little bit. It's
3: extraordinary that when yields come down that you wouldn't want to go buy a proctor. I'm doing a piece tonight on dividends because of the taxation on capital gains versus dividends should make those stocks more more attractive. I'm betting that can happen.
2: Okay. Guys, there's the opening bell. NYSE and the NASDAQ, of course. Uh, We'll see how the market absorbs a a flood of information and a lot more coming later on tonight, as we said, with uh, Microsoft. Um, Google, Visa, Starbucks, AMD, and some others. Jim, I did notice HSBC um, expects to cut office space by 20 percent, speaking of the reopening, and cut business travel by half, David.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, again, we, we have differing views of it, although I think we're also saying similar things when Jim and I talk about business travel and our expectations. If you have customers, you may feel an obligation to get out there if they'll let you in the building. But I also think internal travel is is just it's not going to come back to the levels it was. You're not going out three times a year to see everybody in Japan the way you might have previously. Maybe you'll do one trip around, maybe even not, because Zoom has proved to be a pretty effective way for people uh, to connect. So, Jim, I think it's still very much uncertain. You do have these companies, I pointed out a few, that have banned travel, so to speak, for the remainder of this year still. Surprising that you would actually say something like that for a year that's still got so many months yet to, to unfold and for, obviously, thankfully, numbers that we're starting to see in terms of the decline of the virus nationwide, although, unfortunately, not necessarily around the world. But, it, you know, office space, business travel, you still got to still really question what, what normal is going to look like.
3: Well, I'll tell you what normal is going to look like, okay? Normal is the stock of Otis because Judy Marks, if you're vaccinated, you're going to see her, and those numbers were extraordinary. Carl, the discussion is: Are you vaccinated? Yeah, I'll be out there tomorrow. That's what's happening.
0: You really? I I think there, that is happening to a certain extent. I agree. Uh, the, from if you're what I hear, it, you know, and if your competitor is paying a visit to somebody, then you're going to feel obligated to do the same because, yeah. or if you've lost business in some way, that you can draw a conclusion. Well, I lost it because they but, went in person. Is Bernadette open for business? I think so. Then there's going to be yeah, travel. But although, frankly, Midtown Manhattan, to get back to, I mean, there's still 15 to 20 percent as all these buildings are, are having in terms of workers coming back, Jim. 15 to 20 percent. It's no, almost people working May. Home. People working from home. Okay, so if you want to talk about uh, businesses that rely on people coming into centers of cities. No, that's not. Not nice. neighborhoods, which right. are thriving, but the centers of cities. There's nothing going on still. Houston, Atlanta, yeah. Dallas. Even there. I mean, the business center where people go and show up in a building.
3: But I think that, Carl, one of the things I think that we're missing is the country is in an oddball place. You're not supposed to ask whether people are vaccinated. Like We don't have any paper. I have this piece of paper that I got from Staten Island says I got Moderna. I actually need a little more than that
0: can get the Excelsior uh, I know, pass, I'm trying to right? get the Excelsior. Yeah. Do you have the Excelsior? I haven't done it, but if I want to go to a Nick game or a Met game, it's going to be helpful. So, yeah. yeah.
3: Well, I'm getting the Excelsior. Yeah. I'm tired of just like, hey, I got the Moderna. Well, that doesn't matter. What matters is you got a PCR test five days ago. I got to do like, that, too. There's just, Carl, there's really a lot of
2: idiocy. Well, I'll tell you. Yeah, there's, uh, you're right, Jim. We're definitely uh, in some chop. I noticed uh, Washington, D.C. starting this Saturday. No appointment necessary for a vaccine at some of the city-run sites. I did notice, Jim, tomorrow, a week from tomorrow, is Cinco de Mayo. And we've talked about you opening your restaurant on that date. Is that still going to happen? Um,
3: if the insurance company gives us the, the, the get-go, because everything, when you did a, a mothball, all your contracts ended. I'm mothballed. And so, uh, Carl, I, I put in the, the system that we need. I, I, I think that I'm ready, but it's not in my hands. And you know why it's not in my hands? Because companies like Hartford have so much business, Carl. The insurance companies are cleaning up here. I think Chubb wanted Hartford because Hartford's going to have a monster quarter. Because there's a, so many openings going on of the small and medium-sized business. David, it's an amazing time to be in the insurance business.
0: That's what you learned from your interview last night with the CEO of Hartford? Exactly.
3: Okay. Well, maybe you want to ask for a
0: tape Did, or did he say anything about Chubb at all and, and the bid for the company? I think well, 70 was where Evan was, Greenberg
3: left it off. Well, I said he was out to steal the company. And he said, well, you said it. He didn't say he was a diplomat. I wasn't a diplomat.
0: We do have a we do have uh, his thoughts about the recovery. Actually, let's yeah. Take, yeah, let's take a listen.
2: If I look at where we are today and where I see the future going, you can't help but be optimistic. You know, Jim. I mean, the pandemic is, is beginning to recede. Uh, deaths are coming down. The vaccination process is going relatively smoothly, and it all all points to to a recovery, particularly in small to mid sized businesses we're, we're that's our sweet spot. Yeah.
3: Restaurants popping up all over, David. The competition suddenly ap- appeared like at Brego Springs those three days where all the flowers come out. Mm-hmm. The flowers are blooming. The competition is there. I can't believe it. Carl, there are so many restaurants and stores opening in Brooklyn. You would think that it's you know, 1921 when a lot of places were, you know, roaring. Yes. Well, it's it's the 20s again. It is the 20s, it Carl. It's, it's just roaring like it's ones. to the two, yeah. it's the roaring uh, 2020s, and the competition is yep. incredible. I thought they were all uh, gone. Jim,
2: you're right about small business creation has been has been pretty resilient in the face of all of this. Uh, we got. I think we had. More than uh, 2.1 million subway riders in New York City yesterday. That's a post-COVID high. But we definitely need more people, as David says, in city centers and taking the train. The other thing that's taken a little bit longer, Jim, than we thought is a movie production. And that sort of weighed on Hasbro's results last night.
3: Yeah, I, you know, I compare Hasbro to Mattel. Mattel, you've got a guy, Enon Christ, who's from Mattel, who's from the entertainment, the movie business. And then you have a guy uh, who is really from the toy business. What, Goldner? Brian Goldner's from the toy business. He's not from the entertainment business, but he's moved all in on entertainment. He's been
0: very focused on it for a long time.
3: Right, and Enon cries, David, he leaned in. He leaned into toys, to Uno, to Barbie, to relevant Barbies. He leaned in to uh, all the stuff that is just really basic Mattel. So I think the entertainment no-go and what mattered is, uh, look, Hasbro's not doing badly, but Enon cries. Do we have Mattel stock? Do we have their, ch- wow, it's not bad, Hasbro.
0: No, it's not bad at all. And it's still almost double the market well, cap of Mattel, like but it is that he's
3: closing the gap. I mean, for a long time, of course, I, I, Mattel was far larger than Hasbro. Right, but-, but I just think that Enon cries is doing a lot of things right and Brian's doing okay. But you're going to have one. And I just ruined any chance of ever having on Mad Money. I didn't mean to do that. Nah. I like it. <laughs> no, but it's just that I think Mattel is the better horse right now. You didn't. We got chairs to Eli Lilly See, guys uh, See? down
0: uh, a little over 2 percent this morning. Revenue uh, up 16 percent. Volume growth, 17 percent. First quarter revenue uh, as well grew 7 percent, excluding uh, COVID-19 antibodies and some other things as well. Market not responding overly positive. Well, if you exclude uh, that, then way. businesses,
3: I, I own if my travel trust. I can't believe it's been a huge disappointment. I had thought that they're much more about the Alzheimer's drug. I still believe in it, but you have to start taking it very, very early. And they've not pointed out that because they don't have any tests for long term. But I actually thought that uh, you X COVID out, it was good. It's hard to X, but if you X COVID out, it's good. And that's right. why I think it's not a, uh, it should not be down that much. It was a miss on the top line. What are you looking at? Looking through, their, looking through some of their numbers. It was a miss on the top one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I say a lot of it was COVID. I know. I heard you.
0: Right. I heard you. Well, I'm just further looking inside the, the earnings. All I right. To perhaps come up with another question for you, but okay. I can see that you want to conclude the discussion about well, it. Well, I just feel bit.
3: like we should move on because it was a disappointment. David Ricks came on the uh, squawk, <laughs> and, you know, David's got some answering to do because David came on uh, Mad Money, and I would have thought that, the, uh, that all was good. Uh, and that was during the vaccine period. I'm really critical today.
0: You are. Let me get you back to Tesla, because I'm really I excited like my, for what you got to say now. Now that we're eight minutes into like trading, wife. Tesla shares are down about two percent, Jim. So are
3: you, you look at me like it's my fault? No, 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 no. That, that a simulation? was
0: not my implication at all. In fact, I would argue it would differently, which is it's more or less holding its own, given the vitriol with which you met this quarter.
3: Well, let's watch him on Saturday Night Live. Maybe he talks about Dogecoin. Maybe he drops a little Dogecoin reference. Something about that Saturday Night Live thing? Really is rubbing you the wrong way. Well, because I want a blowout quarter before I go on Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. You need a blowout quarter. You, you can't dance and sing without a blowout quarter. I think so. I,
0: you yeah. really think the SNL audience really cares that he's coming in with a...
3: Yeah, no, quarter. no. the SNL is but the... And he cannot dance like Fred Astaire. In fact... He can barely dance at all. Right. But he's going to be on Saturday live after a quarter. That was just okay. Yeah. And he made you know, he's declared war on Toyota without even realizing it. And the call, David, we spent a lot of time talking about, you know, panels, whatever. And your point is, once you take into account the EV rebates,
0: the Bitcoin gain, you don't really like the way the EBIT looks.
3: No. No, I don't. You see, but that's. Involved that's doing homework, and I regret that I did the homework because I could have come out here and said it was a great court. People like Hasbro, Carl. It's okay to be disappointed when everybody loves something, it's okay. I
2: mean, yes, it's okay. Yes, I, I hear you. I, hear I mean, you, Jim. really, a couple other stories got this got sni- morning. I got, uh, go ahead. Jim, that that don't involve earnings. One is a remarkable piece in The Times by Mike Isaac about how exactly Tim Cook and Mark Zuckerberg became foes. Uh, They trace it back to a conversation they had where Cook essentially told Zuckerberg that they should uh, find a way to delete the data that they had collected under Cambridge. And uh, Zuckerberg obviously didn't take that advice. And now it's this thing, right? Now it's a real thing with iOS and consumers opting out and sort of existential questions about the advertising model over at Facebook. You know,
3: Carl, very, a lot of times I'm reading articles, I say, OK, I got the gist of that. I read that to the last paragraph, and it is a, a must-read. And basically, Tim Cook's is saying that at the end, they're not even a competitor? I mean, wow. He is just so dismissive of Facebook. And when you ask about it, he says, well, look, I, you know, what would you do? I, he says, I would never be in this place. That article is about a guy who wants your information versus a guy who's saying, you know, that you have no, you should have every right to deny someone your well, information. Well,
0: it's a guy whose business model is dependent on having your information right. and, and a company that is not nearly as dependent on that.
3: So what did you think? What did I think about what? The article.
0: Well, I think that these two are at each other, and it'll be very interesting to watch they how it are. resolves.
3: Yeah, I think that it's hammering We've known that they're at each other. They've been, they've been but, at each other for a while now. But, Carl, I, I read it, and I just said that, you know, look, there was obviously a good, good guy and a bad guy, right? I mean, unless you like to have all your information <laughs> be given to Procter and & Gamble. And like, wow, I'd like to sell my information to Kimberly Clark. I'm using those examples. They probably aren't the ones. But people want your information. Right. And Tim Cook is giving us a chance to opt out, David. In the new, in the new iOS, you know. Yes, I do. You know, you can't dance the sing after blow uh, if you don't blow out the quarter dude. You mentioned that. And Musk is no Astaire.
0: I think we've made that clear as well. No, he's not a triple yeah. threat. Man. And,
2: and, and it, uh, mm. uh, it extends to some other names. Uh, triple M is the is the worst performing down name at the moment. Uh, let's get to Bob Bassani this morning. Hey, Bob.
1: Uh, Morning, guys. Uh, Happy Tuesday. It is tough to move things forward. UPS did because they reported blowout numbers. But let's take a look at the sectors. Uh, Sort of uh, break even on the open, uh, even on the advanced decline line, sort of flat. Uh, you can see uh, slightly defensive sectors here. Consumer staples were doing a little bit better at the open. Techs are on the flat side. But the story is about earnings because the reopening story is now very er- uh, evident in the earnings commentary. So Vale, huge, big uh, iron ore company, very heavy iron ore demand around the world. Prices are up. They're raising prices. BP, higher oil prices. Profits were triple a year ago. Maersk, one of the biggest shipping companies in the world, surging demand for shipping worldwide. Bottom bottlenecks all over the place. They substantially raised their full-year guidance. Sherwin-Williams, double-digit sales growth for residential repainting, do-it-yourself products. This is the reopening story, evident in just the commentary. If you look at what the CEOs are saying in terms of the board, uh, Carl's right. It's taken a lot to move these uh, stocks forward because there's been expectations they'll be pretty good, and they were. So Vale, for example, he put up the prices here, new high. Um, Maersk doing okay. Sherwin-Williams hit historic high yesterday. Uh, that's not doing much. So these are very, very good numbers, but hard to move the dial forward when they're expecting that. Look at another group of stocks here: Archer Daniels, uh, Archer Daniels Mindula. Midland reporting uh, a surging demand for grain prices, a modest move up there. 3M not doing much. They had great numbers, but they kept their full year outlook unchanged, rather odd, given they had a nice beat. I think there's a little disappointment on the guidance there. United Parcel Service did not give guidance. Oddly enough, declined. One of the only companies to do that. But their beat by a dollar was so strong that you see we're pushing it to a new high. UPS, one of the few, really moving forward uh, just on the strength of the earnings. So where are we in earnings season? We're about a third of the way through, believe it or not, if you include everybody today, it's about 153 companies that have reported already. Uh, 88% of beat estimates. What matters is the huge number that are that are beating way above the estimates. Uh, a few days ago, it was 20%. It's still in the 17% range. Given that you've got a third of companies reporting, historically they normally beat three to five percent. With a third of companies, they're beating by 17%. That is a testimony to how much companies are still surprising. The analysts are still too conservative. Here's the most important thing. 60% of the companies that have reported so far are seeing their second quarter earnings estimates go up. That's what we care about. Second and third quarter. Are the estimates rising? Yes. And they're rising at a faster pace than they were in the last quarter. So the rate of change for earnings estimates is going up. That's what powers the stock market forward. Here's the other thing that powers the stock market forward. Matt? is very simply margins. Blended profit margins, this is for the whole S&P so far, it's at 11.6%. That's the third highest level since they began tracking margins in 2008. Remember all these concerns? Prices are going to go up, they're not going to be able to pass them on. They are so far. This is expected to hold above 11% for the rest of 2021. That is the main reason. Margins continuing to hold up. And earnings estimates continuing to rise. That's why we see the S&P 500 at a new high. And, guys, so far, this has turned out to be exactly the way the bulls predicted, passing on higher prices and earnings estimates rising. Goldilocks, so far, we'll keep an eye on the rest of the year. Back to you.
2: All right, Bob. Thank you for that, Uh, Bob Pisani. Two-day Fed meeting begins today. Today's also the anniversary, 10 years ago, of the very first Fed press conference. Let's get to Rick. Yes, and and I'm sure the entire world is much better
6: off because of these uh, Fed press conferences and the contagiousness that all the other central banks have had, basically the same type of open communication. It's always best to know what's on the central bankers' minds, even though, of course, certain issues like inflation, it's very hard to understand exactly how they're going to combat some of this temporary higher prices they expect down the road. We'll get to that in a minute. Look at a two-day of tens. We're definitely consolidating. You can see that we're building on yesterday. And if you open the chart up month to date, it just jumps right out at you. That April, pretty much, yields have been coming down. But we're starting to turn, and it isn't really that we're seeing an aggressive buying and a retracement of those 174 high closing uh, price yields, which is currently the cycle high yield, low price. What we're really seeing is uh, just a backing away, a taking off of the gas. It's not kind of an active retracement. It's more like a passive time out. And if you open the chart up to spring of 2013 on break-evens, which is the relationship between Treasury inflation-protected securities and nominal yields, you'll see it's at the tallest level since the spring of 2013, we'll call it, years. This is very important to pay attention to. And let's stick with this theme. If you look at the CRB index year to date, look at how aggressive it's been. It's at a three and a half year high. So The Fed and Mr. Powell and company are going to say temporary, temporary, temporary when it comes to inflation. And the market looks like it's somewhat believing it. But the CRB and some commodity prices are heating up again. Listen to what Bob said. New car prices, used car prices, lumber, steel, grains. And this is only a partial reopening. The real key is, when it is temporary but shows up, are people going to trade like it's temporary? Who knows what's around the next corner? Finally, a two-day of the dollar index. We're building on yesterday's lows. And by the way, yesterday's lows were the low lowest intraday lows since the 3rd of March. Carl, Jim, David, back to you.
2: All right, Rick, thanks. Talk to you in a little while. Rick Santelli. Uh, Watch 3M today. Uh, Beat on the top of the bottom line. Organic revenues up eight. We're going to check in with Mike Roman in a CNBC exclusive later on this morning. We're back in a minute.
0: This change will affect taxpayers making more than a million dollars a year.
3: Uh, In 2018, three-tenths of 1% of tax filers made more than a million dollars a year. So I want to start by underscoring this in simple terms. This change will only apply to three-tenths of a percent of taxpayers, um, which is not the top 1%. Uh, It's not even the top
5: one-half of 1%.
2: It's the National Economic Council Director Brian Deese yesterday talking about the capital gains tax issue. Jim, we've got the capital gains issue. We've got corporate tax issue. And now we've got this pitch to give the IRS more money and authority to close the tax gap.
3: I think the latter is, is, is terrific. I mean, it's our duty to pay taxes. And a lot of people have skated because they don't have enough people. I'm okay with the, uh, the capital gains because it is limited to the rich. And, uh, some people say the super rich. Uh, The corporate tax thing, I don't know. The corporate tax cuts produced a lot of jobs. And I have to tell you, I I think that they should be kept low, David. I do.
0: But what about, well, we don't have time to listen to music, but that entrepreneur who's built a business over a long period of time, who has only taken a salary of $150,000 a year in part in trade-off for the significant ownership stake of said business, then sells it. And, of course, in that given year, they're going to be making more than a million. It's going to apply to them.
3: Well, they're lucky people. And if the rich are unhappy, it's their own fault. Who said it? (laughs) Who said it?
0: Lennon. Yes. Thank you. Okay. (laughs) That's a good line.
2: Uh, We're going through all the classics today. Simulation, uh, Lennon, Jim. Um, By the way, tomorrow is going to be an amazing Squawk on the Street. The CEOs are going to join us from Boeing, from Spotify, from AMD, from Starbucks. That's all tomorrow. Make sure you join us for that. Squawk on the Street is back after a quick break. Jim, we went a bit long this morning, but what's on Mad tonight?
3: Well, look, we have a on tonight. Stocks down, even though uh, the revenue forecast was boosted, and this is Michael Myler. <laughs> but I want to find out what's going on because UNH was up a lot, uh, and also I think that this is a very good sector. And I'm sorry if I was so angry, Carl. I'm, I'm going to go take some Xanax, and I'll be a better boy. Uh,
2: what I like is that our viewers understand, and they told me to tell you that you're very good at <laughs> <Well, laughs> what you, you do. Thank you. We'll see you you tonight. Good, Jimmy to the moon. (laughs) (laughs) Mad money tonight, 6 p.m. You've been listening to the opening
0: hour
5: of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you. Like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you.